0: Hello, everybody. Uh, Richard Troman's here, our founder of Artificial Lawyer. And I'm here with Frederick Svard, who is the founder of LegalTech.se. And uh, we got with us some very special guests today. We have got Eileen Schultz and David Fisher, who are the co founders of the Global Legal Hackathon. And uh, they very kindly agreed to be with us on this podcast. And uh, we just wanted to ask them a few questions. So, first of all, hi, Eileen. Hi, David. Hello. Hi, good to see you or good to hear you. So, first of all, there's there's been a lot of interest in the press all around the world uh, about the global legal hackathon. But I'm guessing that probably some listeners won't know what it is or won't know what's happening. Could you just give a quick overview of what it actually is?
1: Mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, sh- shall I take this one, David? Yes, please do. All right. Uh, So, um, it is a 40-city-wide, across 20 countries, um, hackathon. And so, a hackathon is a weekend where, uh, this one in particular will be a weekend where technologists and legal professionals uh, from around the world will be getting together simultaneously in their time zones um, across the world to essentially hack solutions. But hack is not a bad word here. Uh, it really just means transforming and changing and building uh, for the legal
0: industry. Okay, fantastic. And what, what, what brought us about? What was the inspiration?
1: I'll let David take that one. That's a good one for David.
2: Yeah, so, so uh, Richard, as you, as you know, Aileen and I are, are uh, in terms of our day job, so to speak, uh, we work at Integra Ledger, which is the blockchain for law. Uh, and we're also the founders of the Global Legal Blockchain Consortium. And the nature of blockchain uh, is that, li- like all uh, networks and network effect businesses, uh, the bigger the community, the more diverse community, uh, the better, the more functional, uh, the more secure in the case of blockchain. And so having spent the last year, year and a half you know, thinking purely in terms of community and networks, and trust networks, uh, we, we brainstormed as a team, how we could engage a much, much larger community. In fact, a global community. Uh, and I, I have a personal passion for, um, uh, weekend hackathons, startup weekends, that sort of thing. I, I fly all over the place to to participate in them and I've seen extraordinary things happen in terms of teams and innovation. And uh, we had the idea to uh, all at once uh, uh, do this global event, which we felt we, we felt would be more efficient, especially for big organizations to get involved. Uh, so, where it might be difficult to draw in some big law firms, big companies uh, for a single event in a single city, we felt that if we if we hosted this event on a worldwide basis, you know, we could we could uh, be more effective at really drawing in. Uh, a lot of global stakeholders. Uh, and as Aileen can tell you, um, this has wildly exceeded <laughs> every expectation for what would happen. Uh, and of course, Richard, you're the one that that kicked this off uh, with your blog post at, back on uh, December 4th. So just uh, about two months ago. Amazing to think.
0: Yeah, yeah, indeed. it's uh, it, it has snowballed, hasn't it? Um, uh, one thing i would be interesting, I'm sure the readers, but the, the listeners would be interested to hear is Have you reached or do you think you're going to reach your 10,000 participants um, target?
1: Yeah, so I'll I'll comment on that one. Um, So the nature of this kind of event, uh, it's a really tricky thing to gauge numbers um, because there's actual research and statistics around this um, where these kinds of events, 80% of participants will generally sign up the week of um, with 50% signing up the actual day of. Wow. Um, and that's just the nature of this kind of event. Uh, so it'll be very difficult right now to stage that. However, um, Brazil has already reached capacity in both of the locations in Brazil. Wow. Um, and uh, yeah, and other locations are, are, are close to capacity as well. Um, in addition, we've, we've just opened uh, a remote participation registration um, which is something as well that people can go and sign up so that they can engage um, globally in spite of maybe not having um, access to a particular host location. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's really difficult to say it's doing incredibly well right now. Um so I guess we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Time will tell.
0: Well, absolutely, and, and I guess I mean, even though it'd be it'd be great to hit a you know the, the magic number, I suppose from my perspective, maybe that doesn't even matter. Maybe the 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 best thing will be to have so many people working together and producing things. And I just wondered what, in terms of the outcomes, what, what are you hoping to see?
1: Oh my gosh, it's gonna. Well, I mean, there's gonna be very I I don't want to say cultural but there's going to be jurisdictional specific uh solutions coming out of this uh there will also be global solutions um we are providing a you know a communication platform um for the global community to communicate and and so we imagine that there will be solutions that sort of you know cross uh host locations as well coming out of this um but uh yeah, I mean, it's going to range. It's going to it's going to range all over the map in terms of what people are actually producing. There's no one like if you zero in on what each host location is sort of you know focusing on, or just sort of like what their vibe and energy reflects. Uh, there's no there's no consistency. There's no like one location that matches the other. It's um, it's quite phenomenal actually. So, so it's well, very we yeah. There,
2: yeah. We we think there could be. Um, upwards of a couple thousand teams, um, ranging from uh, people that, that you know, just want to try this and see what it's all about and learn uh, to potentially some very competitive teams. Uh, and we're getting the sense that people are taking seriously uh, the opportunity to potentially be invited to New York uh, for the big awards event uh, that's planned for April 21st. Uh, so Aileen, maybe you could explain um, you know, the, the three stages of this.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: can
3: I just interject? Uh, this is Frederik by the way, um, from Stockholm. Can I just um, ask a question here? What are the requirements for participation? Is this open for anyone uh, or is it lawyers, IT specialists? And also, do you need to have an idea beforehand or can you just show up and team up with other people on the spot?
1: So it's a, a bit of uh, both for that last question, actually. Um, and so teams are, or so participants will be technologists, they'll be lawyers, they'll be developers and di- designers, they'll be, uh, you know, project managers, policymakers. Um, so it really there's is. No,
2: yeah, there's, and there's no restriction on that. So that we're, it's open to anyone that wants to register. Uh, but we're, what, what we're expecting is that it'll be a self-selecting group.
3: Okay. I, I got a question, uh, from a reader the other day who wondered if it's, if there's an, uh, an entry fee.
1: No, nope. completely so it's free. free.
3: So it's completely free. Okay. Cool.
1: Right. Yeah. Which is why it's, it's, um, you know, it fits into that statistical pool of signups the weekend of and the week of, um, yeah.
2: So. I, I want to reflect on your, your other question about, do you need an idea ahead of time? Uh, no, you know, absolutely not. Uh, you can come as an individual, you can come as a team. Uh, we encourage uh, uh, individuals and teams to uh, give some thought uh, to what they'd like to work on prior to arriving. Uh, and the reason for that is uh, uh, developing technology solutions in law and um, you know, is um, uh, or it can be can be challenging. You know, in terms of of you know, ha- the, the typical skill sets of say a lawyer uh, and what they know about technology or don't know about technology, or a technologist uh, who, in most cases, won't be familiar with sort of some of the unusual aspects of the legal industry in terms of ethical considerations, that sort of thing. So we we believe that some amount of Of thought, at least, um, or even preparation prior to the event uh, is worthwhile, uh, but it's not required.
0: So, David, can I just ask one or two questions? One is, are you expecting or hoping that many of the teams will be looking for blockchain-based solutions? Um, And secondly, could you give, just as an example, a, a completely theoretical example, what would be an example of what a team could do using Ledger or other types of blockchain technology to to create something? Because I think for some people it's quite abstract still.
2: Yeah, so um, great question. Uh, Thanks for raising that. The the way we've approached this has has not been uh, technology specific. We've been very, very uh, careful uh, about keeping it open. Uh, and that's in terms of, of technology categories. So it could be AI or blockchain or just uh, traditional development. So we, we've not taken a position and Aileen, uh, very much to her credit, has kept this wide open and agnostic. Uh, so that's, we felt that was the right way to do this, to engage the largest community. That's point number one. Uh, with regard to uh, blockchain, the, what, what we are going to do uh, like other some other software companies, as uh, we are going to provide access uh, to our tools, documentation, and training so that teams that do want to experiment with blockchain technology uh, and specifically uh, Integra Ledger uh, will have the resources and the tools to do so. Uh, but that's purely at their option. Uh, some fascinating examples, uh, I mean, I, I could think of dozens probably. Um, uh, but, uh, uh, of, of blockchain types of applications in the law. But I, am guessing that there will be, uh, several, uh, where teams, uh, experiment with, uh, for example, smart contracts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm dying to see if we have some multi-jurisdictional or cross border, um, um, Applications designed, and and obviously, if they're being built in a weekend, they won't be overly complex. Uh, but uh, I, I would, I'm, I'm guessing, we're going to see some some pretty interesting uh, blockchain applications having to do with um, probably probably smart contracts. Would be my guess.
0: Okay, interesting. So, so for just for example, just so for the listeners to help explain how it works, if a group of them are have already signed up or are thinking of signing up. And let's say that they don't feel particularly confident in coding, you know, uh, a smart contract. How, how could they get into this? It, they're fascinated by the idea of using smart contracts in a legal context, but perhaps they don't have the technical skills. So they arrive at the center. What, what will happen? How, how will they go, go about this? Ali? Really?
1: Yeah, yeah. So a lot of teams are going to, they're going to be a mixed bag of skill sets. Um, and so you, uh, we are going to end up with teams that probably don't have the technical skills, maybe. Um, and in that case, there's still plenty of ways to uh, move forward with the weekend. Um, and so there's, there's various tools online and things like that, where you can build, um, mockups and sort of like pseudo prototypes and things like that, uh, visually and graphically. Um, and, and so in, in with blockchain and AI in particular, um, what they can do is sort of take a concept and, and map out what that might look like from the user flow perspective. And so as long as they're understanding sort of what the end goal is of what they're trying to accomplish, uh, they can do, they can do things around uh, making that clear in their presentation and just various use of tools online and without needing to actually build the solution in technology. That being said, and um, the teams that are going to do the best, um, and, and you know, sort of uh, come out of, on the other end, the most successful, are going to be the teams that also have developers and technologists who can help them uh, build these solutions.
2: Oh, okay, and 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 to that, uh, Richard, we're, we've also, uh, and, and th- this speaks to the um, benefit of such a large event on a on a global basis. Uh, Alien and I have also been engaged in outreach uh, to various, uh, tech, uh, outsource tech development, uh, shops, uh, to arrange for, uh, remote, um, um, sort of ad hoc technical team members, if you will, uh, to, to, um, and we're, we're still hopefully finalizing that with a couple of big, big firms, but, uh, we would very much like a situation where, uh, maybe it's, it's a couple of lawyers from a law firm and they, they, don't have, they don't come to the event uh, with a technologist in mind or designer in mind, Uh, for them to have access to technical resources, we think would be um, terrific and almost unprecedented for these types of events. So we're working hard to line up um, extra technical resources uh, so that we don't have what's sometimes experienced at these hackathons, which is a deficit uh, of technical talent. We want to make sure there are enough uh, true developers and do- designers to support uh, all the teams.
0: You, you did mention that you perhaps would like to see people getting involved in AI-type uh, projects as well. I mean, h- how, how will those kind of initiatives be supported? Yeah, so uh, already we've
2: had an announcement from VLX uh, providing, uh, I think, 100 uh people at the event or up to a hundred people uh at the hackathon with access to their new AI tool. Okay. Um, um uh, I believe there's about to be another big announcement uh from a global um legal AI company uh to a similar uh, effect. Um so we we and and this is really part of the purpose of, of the event is to is to give more people exposure to these tools. So, I mean, people talk about AI, they talk about blockchain, but the average attorney, even the average technologist, um, doesn't interact, you know, with legal blockchain or legal AI, um, you know, pretty much ever. Uh, and so, we we know, uh, obviously, as organizers of the event, uh, the tools, the documentation, uh, and and training uh, that's going to be provided. And actually, Aliens in the process of setting up a whole site, I believe. Uh, with regard to technical tools, documentation, training, and support materials, uh, we, yeah, we do expect uh, applications uh, across the spectrum. Um, and I, I I personally have a hunch that we're gonna see a lot uh, of activity around AI. Um, I'm not so sure on blockchain just because it's it's so early early stage and bleeding edge., uh, but we're certainly going to do our best to make sure that that all participants, uh, have access to materials that can help them to understand how they can experiment with it. And we think that by itself, you know, just the exposure and experimentation uh, will be a huge victory. And that's part of the reason we're doing this event.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and anything around sort of chat bots and legal bots, which I know is an area that a lot of people get into, particularly in hackathons, they, they tend to go down that road quite often. Uh, is that is that something you're interested in?
1: That's actually uh, a really fun question right now because we've just announced um, and we've just launched the LawDroid chatbot on the uh, Global Legal Hackathon website. So LawDroid has been announced as the official chatbot of the Global Legal Hackathon. Um, right. Yeah, yeah. And so so we imagine, of course, um, I, am, I imagine LawDroid will – um, get right in there and probably work with teams as well. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, we imagine other chatbots and you know things like that as well are going to come out of this.
2: This this event is is huge. I mean, across I mean, so many jurisdictions with so many hotbeds of of tech innovation. Uh, for example, I mean, this is the first uh, legal hackathon in the country of Israel. And, and Dubai, you know, I'm getting, yeah but I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm getting the sense that in israel this is almost a national oh, really wow. uh, the so <laughs> so i i'm i'm just dying of curiosity to see what gets produced uh out of some of these these hotbeds uh of innovation like i mentioned yeah um so i, I mean it's going to be chatbots it's going to be ai blockchain um, combinations thereof. Uh, it's, it's truly going to be fascinating. I can't, can't wait to see And alien. I don't think you, um, walked us through the, uh, the progression of this because that there's, there's, there's two more stages beyond hackathon weekend.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's three rounds. So there's three rounds in total. Uh, so the first round is at the local level. And at the local level, uh, there will be a winner from each, uh, each location. Um, so that's 40, 40 winners across the globe, across 20 countries that will then go on to the first global round. Um, and that will be done remotely. And then eight to ten teams from that round will go on to the final round, uh, which will be in New York at the end of April. So there's a solid month there in between, where the the winning teams from these locations will uh, be encouraged to continue working on their solutions and improving them uh, for the final rounds.
0: Wow! And do you do you think that I mean, if it was um, a team that wasn't already a company, it wasn't already a startup but which really excelled and really created something that everyone was very impressed with, that it could result in the creation of a new company perhaps, or. Is that- oh gosh.
1: Yes. Yeah. New companies, new organizations, non-for-profits, uh, all kinds of things are going to come out of this. I mean, we expect that the eight to team eight to 10 teams that go on to the final rounds, they're going to be incredibly polished, um, Teams uh, that you know have built these incredible solutions, and whatever those solutions are, um, we expect very much so that they will live on well past the hackathon, um, and that those teams uh, will continue to build them out and grow them as organizations.
2: Yeah, my my, yeah, my experience with hackathons around uh, around the world uh, that I've participated in, and usually. Uh, fairly robust ones, uh, so full weekend type um, hackathons. Uh, I mean, I've I've seen teams get funded. Um, I was one in I was at one in Las Vegas where the winning team uh, weeks later raised three million dollars. Uh, I'm I'm again back to my comment about the various hotbeds of innovation around the world. Uh, my my guess um, is that the the teams that are invited to New York uh, in most cases will. You know, become permanent uh, organizations or companies. Uh, that's my guess on that. In addition to that, uh, I would expect that there would be a further uh, easily ten to twenty to thirty uh, additional groups uh, that go on to to launch something. So I think the the outcome of the weekend and, and the the first priority of the weekend it really is uh, experience, experimentation, education. And we, we want we want to help, uh, like I said, get people hands on with some of these technologies, you know, in, in law. Yep. Uh, but um, uh, we're we're pretty confident that this is going to end up launching uh, twenty or more new legal tech companies.
0: Wow, wow, fantastic! And just to sort of bringing it back to sort of a very practical level, for someone who's never been to a hackathon, to you know, if, if there's a lawyer listening or a student. Uh, or someone in in a tech company, they've never actually taken part in a hackathon. How long will this last? What should they expect? Will they be sleeping during this period? You know, what's going to happen?
1: So it's the full weekend. Um, So it is Friday. uh, So the end half of Friday, and then all of Saturday, and then all of Sunday. Um, Whether or not, participants' sleep is up to them. <laughs> um, I, I will say that I have been to hackathons where it's usually the developers. Um, and I don't know if that's just a special kind of DNA or, or what it is, but um, it's usually the, the technologists and the teams that will, uh, yeah, generally pull all-nighters um, to I- ensure that they are getting uh, the most time possible to build out their solutions
0: wow wow that's uh,
1: but not not I, uh, we are not in any way promoting <laughs> you know sleep deprivation.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: it just may happen as a consequence of your participation
0: <laughs> okay let's <laughs> put, put the health warning on there yeah
1: yes yeah exactly
3: <laughs> i haven't actually been to a, a hackathon uh the closest thing i came to a hackathon was when i interviewed uh, our other podcast speaker on this podcast, uh, Peter Wright, who actually won um, a hackathon focused on dispute resolution in the UK. But uh, I got invited to be part of the um, jury in, in Stockholm. We're known as sort of innovative and a hotbed for startups and all that. But when it comes to legal tech, there's not that much going on in sweden for various reasons but so i'll be it will be very interesting to see how many will show up and also what what will be produced during this weekend
1: mm. um so we've been engaging with uh, all of the all of the hosts across the webinars and Um, sort of regular communication as we're ramping up here. Um, And in Stockholm in particular, um, I'm unsure what exactly um, is going to be coming out of that. However, I do know that the organizers there are incredibly involved um, in terms of the promotion and uh, the localization of it. And um, I did hear from a a company, a legal tech company, actually based out of Paris, um, actually just earlier today, who is going to be in Stockholm for that weekend and attending uh, the Stockholm location uh, for the hackathon. Um, Yeah, incredible. Um, And so there has been a lot of buzz around that location. So yeah, I I suspect you're you're in for a treat.
3: I think so, because to my surprise, there haven't been many legal hackathons that I'm aware of. So if there has been a couple... They haven't been really big because if they would have been, I think I would have heard about them somehow. So so I think this could be kind of a, you know, Sweden, we call it the ketchup effect when something just all of a sudden uh, reaches a critical mass and everything happens all at once. So I think this could, uh, if enough people show up, this could really trigger uh the start of something i think
1: yeah i wonder do you, so uh, it might actually be the first legal hackathon there in stockholm as well
3: at least the first really big one when it comes to legal wow that's great yeah. uh and also i should mention that sweden has kind of lagged behind the curve a little bit when it comes to legal tech there hasn't been a lot of awareness and there hasn't been a lot of media coverage or anything up until the last year or maybe two years or so. But in the last six months or 12 months, I've seen a lot of new startups, a lot of uh, media coverage, um, uh, a lot of awareness. It's like everybody's suddenly jumping on board Mm -hmm. this bandwagon. And uh, it's a dramatically different conversation we're having in in Sweden.
1: Well, that's Uh, actually several locations uh you know yeah stuff, yeah stuff around yeah. the world are really just catching up um and starting to have the legal innovation conversation um really yeah in yeah. these last two years
3: yeah Pro- probably uk us maybe australia and a couple of others estonia probably i'm guessing uh were ahead of the curve and the smaller jurisdictions are kind of, uh, yeah germany yeah. are kind of catching on now. so
2: mm-hmm.
3: so this is a, this is a really good time i think in sweden to to organize this mm-hmm. you don't you don't have a lot of competition so <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's fantastic well look that's uh, that's a great um, sort of high note to leave on so thanks very much eileen and david again and i'm uh, really looking forward to covering the events uh when it happens it, do you want to just remind everybody when it takes place
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's february 23rd through 25th uh in your in your local uh time zone
0: and if people want to get hold of the information or contact you what's the best way to do that
1: Uh, Yeah, so globallegalhackathon.com, and you'll see there a registration panel that will take you to all of the city locations, um, as well as the (laughs) chatbot that can help you find more information. Um, And in addition, you can reach out to info at globallegalhackathon.com, and our social channels, um, in particular Twitter, uh, at World Hackathon
0: brilliant thank you thank you very much eileen and thank you very much david and thank you very much fred and that's the end of this week's uh podcast and we hope to speak to you very shortly thank you